What's going on, everybody? I am Jane Banks, and this is Urban Alchemy Podcast, brought to you by the Pitch Podcast Network via Adori Labs. Be sure to check out our site on Adori Labs or download the Adori app and get access to our full catalog of past episodes. Now we are able to feature interactive episodes with pictures, links, websites, polls, and much, much more. So thank you all for joining us for today's episode. We have a great show for you all today. As you all might notice, it's not Eric doing the intro for our film reviews as we started doing. It is just me. Unfortunately, Eric cannot be with us today so i'm going to be knocking out the film review without my partner in crime so hopefully it goes well hopefully you guys enjoy it but yeah before we get to that i just wanted to first off give a huge shout out to all of our listeners out there all across kansas city all across missouri all across the midwest all across the country and all across the world thank you all so much for making this show possible through supporting and listening each and every week and we do truly appreciate you guys and we hope you continue to support us in the future shout out to all the organizations here in Kansas City that I am working with, Kansas City Association of Black Journalists, the Pitch KC, the Kansas City Star Advisory Board, the Village KC Non-For-Profit, and just everybody out there who are supporting on our social media. If you have not already, please like and follow our Facebook fan page, as well as join our Facebook community group page entitled Urban Alchemy Support Group. So please check that out and all the individuals who are being highlighted on that page. They're doing great work out here in the community. So please make sure you are supporting those individuals as well. Music for the episode is brought to us by Alan Wayne the Prodigy and his track entitled The Circus. Once again, just randomly came across this Kansas City rapper and I was like, yo, this is super dope, super reminiscent of a young Tech Nine. So I was like, yeah, let me definitely reach out to this young man, let him know I'm interested. And yeah, he was super responsive. Looking forward to see what this young guy has in the future. And so please check it out. This uh, guy is also on our Spotify playlist, Urban Alchemy playlist. So make sure if you are looking for any tracks that you may have heard in the past and were interested in looking up that is available on our playlist here on spotify so let's get into it today so without further ado since eric is not joining me today that did give me the opportunity to do a movie review i probably wouldn't be able to do with him normally uh, eric has a very sophisticated palette so i get to trash it up a bit for this episode today i'm going to be reviewing kong versus godzilla so this film is another one of the hbo max releases that are coming out in the covid age in which there aren't a lot of because movie theaters close of course there aren't any big theatrical releases that are going on these hbo max releases have been our big cinematic treats so to speak so i am very thankful for them as a company and them just being able to produce something i can be excited about every few weeks so that's super dope i actually forgot when kong versus godzilla got came out i'm always thinking these are big friday night releases you know because of the theatrical release schedule came out on a wednesday so i ended up it was a long day of work i just got off i was like oh it's on let me go ahead and pop this on i watched the whole thing and i was like all right it, it's a cool movie decent for what it is so let me just go ahead and go through it it's not going to be a super long review because it's just myself and i don't have anybody to bounce any ideas off of it so i'm just going to give my quick breakdown of the film so yeah moving forward if for any reason eric can't be here for a film review i'm just going to do these little mini reviews by myself I always hate recording by myself because I always feel like a crazy person just talking to myself in my studio. But you guys are here with me. So let's get into it. So Kong vs. Godzilla is a film that's been in the making for several years, ever since they announced this whole extended universe so to speak of these you know big kaiju type films so we had godzilla first initially which was a great fantastic film for me the only real godzilla 
film came out in my lifetime was that god awful year 2000 godzilla one with like uh matthew broderick which was terrible and i saw that and i was just like okay yeah this is not what for me but they ended up not touching the property for years and years and years and then finally they just made that one i believe it was like 2012 but after that came out, then they decided to expand on that whole uh, extended universe thing that everybody was trying to pull out of their ass like Marvel. So they wanted to bring King Kong in and Kong Skull Island, once again, another kind of middle ground movie because it was just like, you know, it's just here to be a part of a cinematic experience. So they really don't care about too much except shoehorning in what you need to know for the big movies. And then we have Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which I wasn't a big fan of because these subtle that came along with the first Godzilla film where you only got about 10 minutes of Godzilla through the entire movie and I'm talking a little flash here a little flash there and then don't see him full on into the actual climax of the movie this one's full-blown here is everything CGI effects everywhere just everywhere all over the place they really made that the movie where it was just like all right we're going to make people more comfortable with seeing these big huge monsters on the screen when that happened i was just like i was a little apprehensive in regards to which direction these films were heading in because you got one film that is super self-contained uh even on the large scale it is you're just following this one guy who's going from stop to stop trying to make it back to his family he's just having to deal with the fallout from all these you know kaiju attacks godzilla popping up here and there but you don't actually it's not a Godzilla movie until the last 10-15 minutes of the movie Godzilla King of the Monsters I could not even begin to try to break down what the plot of that movie was it's a terrorist group that wants to control the kaiju with some sort of sonar device and then they want to uh, they want to use this uh, other uh, more ancient titan i believe they call them i keep calling them kaiju because that's just what they're known as in the japanese uh pop culture but they wanted to release the titan uh Ghidorah, three-headed it's like a three-eyed winged dragon that turns out it's not even a titan it's an alien which is another thing they decided to bring up why did i just make him a different type of titan like a mutant or something but that's besides the point it's 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 not i a good movie necessarily just it's too bloated it's too convoluted it's way too much just mashed in there and then we have the the point we knew was going to happen where it's just like king kong versus godzilla so this movie finally pops up like i said i it's a cool movie i enjoyed it for the most part for what it was at least uh we have a decent enough cast uh it has those moments that are kind of convoluted as well kind of bloated because it pretty much follows two separate uh groups I guess you can call it the Godzilla group and the Kong group. Uh, and they pretty much go on these two separate adventures to solve the mystery. This is just one of those films where it's like, if you like these type of movies or have some sort of connection to them, they'll mean more to you. you you'll probably have, you'll probably enjoy it way more. Uh, but if you don't, like I do, I can remember being a kid and watching the old Godzilla movies and just being like, these are stupid. Like, these costumes are stupid. Everything about these movies are stupid. I just didn't get it. It wasn't my thing. On the other hand, I remember watching the old Kong movies, and I loved those Kong movies. Like, the old, like, I remember watching the first one and being so terrified with those big, huge wooden doors, and then they finally open up, and, you know, Kong is in there stepping on people, and, and, he, and he grabs the woman, and it's just such a 
iconic cinematic thing. So I've always been a huge King Kong fan, not so much a Godzilla fan, so I'm biased, I guess. Just going into it, this movie was first announced, which we all pretty much figured it was going to be because this is going to be the culmination, I guess, of the not franchise, so to speak, because I, I know they're probably going to make more, but just the big, hey, we're here look at us, moment for this universe. But we have uh, the situation where it's a property where the two main stars are just CGI uh, monsters. And everything that happens around them with the characters are pretty much secondary. And then they keep changing all the characters in and out, like actors who are the main characters in God's, the first Godzilla film. They're nowhere in this film. The actors from the uh, Kong Skull Island, they're nowhere in the film. No one makes reference to them. And then we have the characters from Godzilla King of the Monsters with it's like Millie Bobby Brown and the brother from Atlanta, and the kid from Deadpool 2, Firefist. They're the Godzilla group who are trying to get to the bottom of this whole mystery. Uh, one thing about this movie is people are just so bored and not having anything to review or having anything to watch that they completely broke this movie down by the trailer. Like by the, if you're somebody who are is well acquainted with those on YouTube, they pretty much strip this movie down by the trailer and let you know exactly what the plot of this movie is probably going to be, which is, which is dope in a sense because people are very keen eyed and they're able to pick up on a lot of cues, but it's sad in a sense that it's predictable. It's, it's like, yo, people know what to look for these days. And the plot is so just and predictable that people can say, okay, this is going to happen. They know the beats the studio is trying to hit. So we, and it definitely shows through in the movie, the fact that people are able just to predict it. I'd say about 95% through the trailer of what's going to happen. And they were right. But yeah, pretty much it follows the main character is Alexander Skarsgård, uh, which is the brother of Bill Skarsgård, it, and also another Skarsgård who happens to play on a, a Vikings, a TV show I love, uh, who he plays a character named Loki, who's, if anybody watches this show, they uh, know he's like one of the main fan favorites on that show. But it, it, he is the main character, and I really, really, really have a problem with them always picking these incredibly beautiful actors to play scientists. This isn't what scientists look like. We know that. Like, get out of here. Like, there's two scientists in this movie. Actually, there's hella scientists in this movie, and they're all, like, super good looking. And it's just like, these are models. Get out of here. Same thing with all, like, all these movies have incredibly attractive researchers like i don't know where the hell they they're going to college and get in there but that's always been something that really takes me out of these type of movies is the type of actors they get to play the main the only one i really like uh is the first one because you have brian cranston uh which was kind of a misdirect because i thought he was going to be the main character of that whole film but it turned you know spoiler alert he dies like i'd say a quarter through the movie uh during the first kaiju release and then Aaron Taylor Johnson, who many may know from Kick-Ass and as Quicksilver from X-Men or not X-Men uh, from Avengers Age of Ultron. But he plays the son of Brian Cranston. He plays a military uh, Navy, like a bomb tech, a dope ass Navy SEAL. But he 
those are like believable characters. Like he looks like an actual Navy SEAL. Brian Cranston looks like he could be a scientist. But in the in the new movie, in all the movies after that, they're just these beautiful, beautiful scientists that they get. And I was always just like, come on, let's 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 get out of that because it's not happening in real life. But that's just a small gripe I have in regards to casting. But yeah, this whole movie pretty much goes about it's just one of those things that happen and you have to kind of go along for the ride. If you don't ask questions because you're going to end up just getting pissed off. We find out that five years after Godzilla killed King Ghidorah in the last movie, Godzilla King of the Monsters, uh, Kong has been actually in the captivity by Monarch in this giant like ecosystem that they have to prevent Godzilla from attacking Kong. Because, I mean, Kong, I mean, Godzilla is this person who wants to fight all the strongest ones, strongest monsters to prove that he's the king, he's the master. If they release Kong into the wild, it's only a matter of time before Godzilla, Godzilla fights him. So I pretty much pick up on this habitat that they've created for Kong because he's just too dangerous to leave in the wild because they have to protect him pretty much. He's like pretty much is an endangered species. He's the he's the last of his kind. And yeah, they're, they're protecting him. And so Kong and we also learned that all the inhabitants that live on Skull Island, these native people were wiped out during some sort of flood. So they took Kong and they also have this little girl. I believe her name was Gia in the who's uh, also deaf and she she has some sort of connection with Khan as they show in the trailer and they communicate together like they have this there's a really cool point where you where you find out that the girl can communicate with Kong via sign language like she pretty much taught Kong sign language and it was it was dope because I don't think it's ever been done in a movie previous to this to like let's give Kong some sort of communication skills because apes learning sign language in the wild, you know, it, it's been done before or in captivity, I should say it happens. So that was a super interesting point to bring up. Unfortunately, they never brought that back up again. Like they never uh, actually came up to the point besides a few points where it's like the little girl is able to communicate a few things or she's able to uh, take information and give it to Kong to say, OK, this is what you need to do. But uh, it, it's not a huge point in the movie that, like, we can talk to Kong. Kong is, is super intelligent. He could talk back to us. It's just these little points here and there. It's like, yo, I would be talking to this ape to be like, what do you know? You know, what can you tell us? Something, anything. But besides the, the fact that it doesn't come up again really bothered me. But Because it, it was a really cool point to put in. Also, uh, this movie really was confusing in regards to a character called Bernie Hayes. And he plays... Uh, Bertie Hayes is played by Brian Tyree Henry, who many of you may know from Atlanta. He plays uh, Alfred on Atlanta, Paperboy. But he he plays this uh, podcaster who is infiltrating the big bad company Apex. And he's trying to get some sort of information on the organization in order to expose them, you know, the crooked, shady stuff they have going on. I really don't like this character because, number one, that, that guy... Uh, he is an amazing actor from what I've seen in Atlanta. Just amazing. And the fact they gave him just this bumbling role, it really reminded me of like uh, Anthony Anderson in the Transformers movie. Just like this guy who's annoying and, and kind of chubby and, you know, makes these weird, awkward jokes. And it's just like, why? And also it was a little podcast prejudice, I felt. Like they were just making these jokes about how he's going to be some guy in a basement with, you know, crumbs in his beard. And it's just like... Okay, we get it. 
chill out. Like, you're not going to make podcasters seem like we're not contributing something important out here to the broadcasting public. So F y'all to that one. It's just like, damn, are we really podcast hate? We got beef against podcasts. I also had a huge problem with, like, this huge multi-billion dollar corporation has all the resources to build, you know, what we'll see in, the, in, you know, as the movie goes on. They can't figure out that they have a mole in their company. And it's also the most obvious guy who's super, uh, their security is just trash, just trash security for Apex. Like this to happen, I was just like, okay, at what point are they going to actually turn into a threat? Because I really feel like they weren't even the real bad guy. They like, were just inadvertently the bad guy. But yeah, the fact that he was able to go around and infiltrate this this major organization and get all this information for God knows how long this podcast has been running. I believe it was like 300 something episodes. But yeah, Millie Bobby Brown tunes into this and she's you know associated with Godzilla. So she doesn't believe that Godzilla has been attacking places because he's just turned against humanity like he's been in the first few scenes. He's actually been attacking Apex facilities. Because Apex is, of course, up to some sort of shady corporation stuff. But he, uh, Billy Bobby Brown pretty much tracks this guy down. And he, of course, he is a weirdo. Uh, just some paranoid guy who's making this podcast. Who Apex never finds out. Because he doesn't disguise his voice. He sounds exactly the same in real life. So anybody from Apex who knows this super annoying guy who talks to them all the time. Will be like, hey, that's Bernie. Let's go murder Bernie because he's given out top secret. You know, even even if he wasn't given out top secret information on a podcast, what he's still what he was doing was still illegal. Like you're still giving out corporate information. Like when people get hired, they have to sign a contract for, uh, you know, not trading any secrets from the, from the corporation. And that's another thing I found an issue with because Apex wasn't actually doing anything wrong until the end of the movie. Like technically they were just building stuff and if, if godzilla didn't like it godzilla doesn't have any legal standing in our you know legal system to be like i object to them building this you know construction of this this new item they're trying to bring to the earth but it's like they were following everything they hired people they went to explain what they're trying to do they're trying to find this new power source that's going to be able to power this new machine that they're trying to build throughout the movie uh but yeah pretty much they go to the center of the earth or that's the plan they recruit this model doctor, Dr. Skarsgård, and then they were like, hey, let's go to the center of the Earth, uh, Hollow Earth, which they have brought up since Kong Skull Island. And I have not gotten since Kong Skull Island. So pretty much there's this other Earth in the middle of the Earth. And it's like the land before time or something. But it's it's a very confusing concept that they introduce because Godzilla, King of the Monsters, they make it seem like, OK, Kong is going down under the ocean and swimming into the cracks and then going through hollow earth and then swimming to go through the other side of the earth or the planet. And then as they did this in this movie, it's just like, I don't understand what they were talking about. Like, this is just like a, a drop that they're taking. And then they just pretty much pop out the center. Uh, but it is just crazy because it's. In the first Godzilla movie, it's pretty like what what it would be like in our world if if giant monsters attacked us. Like it'd be chaos. It'd be like we're trying to fight it with regular guns. In this movie, they go to pretty much full blown time machines or something. Like they journey to the center of the earth in these vehicles that Apex has created. They're able to withstand the gravity. They call it gravity inversion, pretty much because once you 
hit a certain point uh, going down, it's going to, the gravity is going to reverse and it's going to pretty much start going the other way. At some point, it's pretty much going to collide and, and it could crush you. But the whole earth within the earth thing didn't make sense. And also, it was not any other monsters besides those reptile bat things down there. So I was just like, I just expected it to be different from what they hyped it up to be in these last few movies. So I just, I, it's something that really took me out of it. And also, uh, Apex's main thing is to get down there and get this power source that resides down into the uh, hollow earth area. And there's some sort of power source that they need in order to uh, power this contraption. And they send the team down there. And once the team gets down there, they find the location that's like this whole molten purple stuff on the ground. And this is where I get into other other issues with the movie. They just send a little robot to take a sample and then somehow shoot the sample up via Wi-Fi to the main people who are also uh, keep in mind on the surface of the earth. And these people are in the center of the earth. But somehow that radio reception works perfectly to get this sample in there and then once they get the sample so i don't know if they're able to synthesize the energy or something they don't explain it but they're able to pretty much use the energy for what they wanted it for going into the next part it's going to be spoiler so if you haven't seen the movie please feel free to check out the movie is set up or hyping everything up between mecha godzilla which is the real big bad of the movie kong godzilla fight once in the beginning of the movie on this freighter and then they fight again in China where Kong has went to the hollow earth. He's picked up an axe that one of his ancestors has made from one of the fins, the big sharp fins on a Godzilla's back. Uh, not the Godzilla he's fighting, but like an ancient Godzilla. One of his race, I should say. But anyways, he finds that and he goes to that place where the energy is. Godzilla senses uh, somehow that Godzilla is at the center of the earth in that area. And he shoots a goddamn laser beam to the center of the earth all the way down to where Godzilla is somehow. That happens and then Godzilla climbs up the goddamn hole. I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense how they're how they're using gravity in this movie. Yeah, he pretty much goes out, fights Kong or fights Godzilla, gets his ass whipped, and then Mecha Godzilla shows up. Mecha Godzilla was supposed to be powered by like two of the heads of, of Ghidorah. It went haywire, of course, and it over the just the power overrode the machine. Also, there's just always going to be a hole in China leading to the center of the Earth. Forever, because Godzilla's an asshole. But yeah, he fights uh, Mechagodzilla and then gets his ass whipped. King Kong gets to the win over Mechagodzilla. Yeah, it was just really, everybody knew it was going to be a, a cheap cop-out like it was. Like, oh, there's going to be a fight and one of them's going to lose. Everybody already knew there was not, like, this. there are two big names. One, is, both of them are huge, iconic pop culture symbols for our country and Japan. So we knew there were not, no one's taking an L on this. So, of course, Mechagodzilla got brought out and got beat. I just was really, really mad in regards to just these plot thread were pointless as well as the ones that just didn't make any sense. So yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a good, it's a good movie. If you just want something to watch in terms of watching like big over the top special effects. And if you like seeing big monsters fight in cities, it's going to be a good movie for you. 
But if you're somebody who wants to intricately look at a film and say, wow, like these, this is something someone thought of intensively and was like, yo, let me make sure all of these threads end up getting tied up and there are no loose ends. This was not the movie like these movies. I'd say it's better than the Godzilla King of the Monsters. But in terms of actual storytelling, this is not necessarily what we would call a good movie. Like I said before, I don't know if I'm just starved for media, but it was decent. But overall, I'm going to give this movie a six out of ten. Enjoyed it. Like I said, I don't know if that's just higher because there's nothing else out and I just appreciated having something to watch. But it was it wasn't horrible. It was just like uh, it's a movie I can watch if I can turn my brain off and just enjoy the, the visuals of it. I'm not going to this movie for any kind of deep philosophical uh, meaning. It's just a monster. Monster action blockbuster. And yeah. So yeah, if you like those big summer blockbusters, those Michael Bay type films with everything blowing up, this is your movie. But yeah, I'd give it a 6 out of 10, uh, which is probably, aside from the original Godzilla movie back in 2014, uh, probably the highest rate of 1, which I'd probably give like a 7 or 8. And then Godzilla King of the Monsters, I'd give a 3. And Kong Skull Island, maybe a 4. But yeah, so that is all I got for that movie. Uh, So let me know if you agreed with my short review. Uh, Did you enjoy it? Did you hate it? Uh, Was it just something for you to watch or was it something that you grew up with so it had special nostalgic meaning for you either way that is my movie review for today and i do thank you all once again for joining us here as always please continue to support us on our social media facebook uh, urban alchemy fan page our support group urban alchemy support group Uh, please join both of those like share subscribe and please support us or continue to support us as well as those individuals we highlight Uh, so yeah thank you all so much for joining us today for our kong versus godzilla movie review eric will hopefully be back with us next episode uh but yeah so once again thank you all so much and music once again for this episode will be provided to us by alan wayne the prodigy and his track the circus be sure to check him out on our playlist urban alchemy playlist on spotify and please check him out online and stay up to date with that young man and what he has going on musically so without further ado i am jm banks and this is urban alchemy podcast we thank you all so much for joining us and please continue to support us as well as our compatriots on the pitch podcast network yeah be sure to check us out for our next episode which will be our wednesday interview that's all i have i will catch you all later peace Wilders and desert eagles, oh my pitbulls. 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 Come against this new wave. Double fisted with bitches in the three ways, better than the two ways. Too cool, cool J, too smooth, cool blade, too shade. My city, everything is gonna cheat, but then they're not sweet. And you better back it up, you gon' run the streets. You probably look around and think it's just a bunch of thieves, but no.
all different shit. My brothers all they real good company. Chill. Shit is real. This ain't Beverly Hills. As a matter of fact, if you were crazy, you better head for the hills. Head of the class on the yard. I'm back out of the field. Who said I wouldn't make it better than a meal? Cause I'm out here. Ask about me. Got your mom about me. Got your pop about me. Got your doctor about me. Got your pastor about me. Got the last bitch nigga talking bad about me. Hey, ask him how come he mastered alchemy and made a quantum leap with his master mouthpiece. Smooth about to be proof about a degree. Look at me now. I'm on the top of the mountain. Be gone. I'ma need that brand new Maserati two-tone Got me get Korean freaks with always got a boob show I'm at not step on the carpet with no shoes on Better not move, run the cruise on with automatic tools on It's in the use, one plan that you do something It'll get gruesome, limbs lose some You ain't got nothing to prove, exist, you should choose one Shit, doc, I think we losing them Shit, Alan, what you do to him? Nothing, I was trying to talk and get through to him Now I can't full of pit bulls in the truth, don't Smells like purple Christmas sour diesel Hit the ganja, get like ganja, keep it If I whistled in my people pulling up with pitbulls, wilders and desert eagles, oh my 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 pitbulls, wilders and desert eagles, oh my. Welcome to Oz, my nigga. There go the scarecrow with the heartless ass tin man. I let his hair grow. If I ever had a heart, I wouldn't let it near show. You can die tomorrow, and I wouldn't let it tear go. Shit, there we go, talking cold again. Child's playboy, super girl, and Nickelodeon. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Look who you brought it in. I don't see an end, and there's a demon on the podium. This is America. Don't care if you're a good Samaritan. Life isn't fair enough. They stare at us when they see us in their area. So I say, fuck it, let's tear it up. I'ma call it therapy for hysteria. They scared of us. They sons wanna be just like us, and they daughters wanna marry us. So they wanna shackle us and bury us. The situation's serious. As a Milo, the bullet to the pie, hope I'm putting on the Bible. The receipt's gonna read, he was deceased on arrival. We came to see the surface and got turned into the sideshow. Still, I pray peace for my rivals. We need more survival. Jesus in the revival. I'm about to eat a couple of niggas alive. So, Jesus, if you're busy, kick your skill to the sideboard. Put the angels on us. The good police got the aimers on us. And wonder why we walk around with bangers on us. And hella animosity and anger on us. Cool off, I don't wanna call them folks out. You know the ones that be hella bloody and looked out. Cause they gon' get the gasoline and rope out. Gotta get choked out. Hog tied gasoline drips. That is that Smells like purple Christmas sour diesel. Hit the ganja, get like ganja, keep it peaceful. If I whistle, then my people pulling up with pitbulls, wilders and desert eagles. Oh my! Instilled in my nature, this is America To make it through the day without going postals of miracle The land of the free and the home of the brave If you ask me, that's fucking hysterical If you live in Kansas City on the west side of truth It's peachy, I mean ropers and marigolds On the east side of truth is prostitutes and broken beer bottles Conditions are terrible, unbearable That's why I travel with the circus Life is so much fucking fun On the run with the circus Comes to think of it You should join the circus Life will be so much fucking fun On the run with the Smells like purple Kush and sour diesel. Hit the ganja, get like Gandhi, keep it peaceful. If I whistle, then my people pulling up with pit bulls, rock wilders, and desert eagles. Oh my.